everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend on Spotify or wherever you guys are listening to the podcast. I am the host, Josh Sanchez, and the purpose of Your Spiritual Best Friend is to connect spirituality, mental health, and astrology all in one because it's important for everyone to realize that we are all on our own spiritual journey at the end of the day. So the more we open up, the more we are able to connect with each other and grow as a collective society. So sit back and relax and enjoy your spiritual best friend. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 92 of the podcast. I am your host Josh Sanchez and for today's podcast our topics that we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about smart goals. What are they and hopefully by the end of the podcast you guys will start to create your own smart goal so that way it can help you out as well. And then our second topic we're going to get into some stigmas and medications and why there's so much controversy and judgment and feelings when it involves people taking medications and the stigma of some mental health topics. And then we're going to wrap up with our weekly tarot as well. As you guys, if you guys did not turn tune into episode 91, I talked about how this is a two-part podcast. First part I talked about in our last episode, we talked a lot about religion, the concept of religion, cult-like behaviors, and also getting into like our religious tarot card reading as well, which was very interesting. So for this part, it is the second part of this two-part series, which are both going to be out on the same day, one on Friday, one on Sunday. So that is something for you guys just to be mindful of if you have not tuned into the podcast yet. So without further ado, let's get started with what is a SMART goal. So when it comes to SMART goals, the reason why people say SMART is because for each letter it stands for a specific thing. So when it comes to these goals, right, the difference between setting regular goals and SMART goals is SMART goals involve an awareness with what is going on, is your goal actually achievable versus a random goal that we create? I don't know about you guys, but I know for myself, I have had a history of creating very big goals for myself that I knew were not actually attainable. And I had to look at myself in the mirror and be like, you know what, like, I need to ask myself, is this goal actually attainable? Right? Like, like I had a goal for this podcast to have like over thousands of subscribers after the first year. And, you know, like podcasts, they take time. Right. And that was something at the time period. I was like, man, like this is something I'm really motivated to. But I had to slow myself down and be patient with myself. So this is something where smart goals have helped me sort of reframe and continue to continue and continue like my motivation of setting goals. And for everyone, goal settings not for you. Right. But part of this podcast, right, we're going to dig into, you know, each resources that we could use to help ourselves. So we're going to start with S for smart. So S stands for specific. This part of your goal, you're going to answer the five W's. Who is involved? What do I need to accomplish? When do I want to achieve this? Where does my goal take place? Why is this goal important? So those are the five W's, who, what, when, where, and why. So that is that all falls under specific. So when you first create a goal, you have to answer those questions. 
Who is involved? If it's a, if it's a goal involving you, I. What do I need to accomplish your goal? What are some steps that you need to take to accomplish it? When do you want to achieve this by? What is your date in which you want to achieve this by? Where does your goal take place? Is it at home? Is it outside? Is it in the community? And why is this goal important to you? Because it can help build my self-esteem or, you know, like, you know your why. The M stands for measurable. So this is very simple. What metrics are you going to use to determine if you meet your goal? So, for example, if it's a project that's going to take a few months to complete, the plan is to set some milestones by completing specific tasks to accomplish. So for measurable, right, ask yourself, how big is this goal? Do I need to make smaller goals to achieve this bigger goal? And what tasks can you do to achieve the smaller goals to help you achieve this goal? So measurable is making sure that your goal is in with was is in with is within reach. The next one, we got achievable. The goal is meant to inspire motivation. Think about how you're going to accomplish the goal and if you have the tools and skills needed. If you don't currently possess them, consider what it will take to attain them. So this is the big part of the goal and the big question you need to ask yourself, right? Is my goal achievable? Is there is do I have the right tools and resources to reach this goal? If not, what can I do to get those resources to help me reach those goals? That is all the achievable part of a SMART goal. The R, the R stands for relevant. Goals that need to align with you or your company objective, right? Does this seem worthwhile? Is this the right time? Does this goal align with my other goals? Am I the right person to be working on this goal and task? So these are all questions you need to ask yourself about the relevancy of this goal. Is this the right time for me to be doing this? Do I have, do I have enough time to achieve this? Does this goal make sense for me? Is this goal relevant for me? So that is what the R stands for in SMART goals. And then the T. Time-based. Anyone can set goals, but it lacks. But if it lacks realistic timing, chances are you're not going to succeed. So you got to ask yourself questions about the deadline. What can be reached and accomplished within that time period? So for each goal you create, so let's say like you want to work on working out, right? I want to. I want to lose ten pounds in two months right so that's time based right the two months is time based so what are you going to do right so what are you going to do during that two month time period to help you lose that weight is this realistic right is it realistic can you lose 10 pounds in two months 10 pounds in two months is way different than 10 pounds in two weeks Right. So we have to ask ourselves, is this realistic for me? Is this goal? Can I realistically achieve this goal? And that is going to you're going to have to look in yourself in the mirror for that. Right. Because we can be our own worst critic and our own worst enemy. Right. So this question can be very serious and can help us answer and create that goal. 
So SMART goals again, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-based. And I'll make sure I'll put a graphic in the show description as well so that way you guys can see that and create some SMART goals for yourself. For everyone listening, I want you guys to try and create a goal. What's something that you can do for yourself within these next couple weeks or next month? Because I will say tour season is right around the corner and the bull is very stubborn, right? Aries, we need to use this energy, right, to take action and achieve these goals. So that way, once tour season comes around, we can celebrate and and reflect, right? So that is something we need to think about. So when it comes to the first topic, that is what a SMART goal is. Our next topic, we're going to get into some stigmas and some and how stigmas can relate to medication use as well. But you guys listening to your spiritual best friend with your host, Josh Sanchez. If you're a fan of the podcast, join the Patreon. The link will be in the show description as well. And also like, rate and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you guys love the mental health topic, love the astrology topics, email me. Send me your overall, what are some things you enjoy about the podcast? I will also shout you out as well. Even if you join the Patreon as well, I'll give you a shout out for the podcast. But we're going to get into our second topic. But for now, this is Josh, host from Your Spiritual Best Friend, signing off. And we will be right back. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the second topic of today's podcast. I am your host, Josh Sanchez. For the first topic, we talked about what SMART goals are and their impact on us and how we can use them to help us get motivated and do new things for ourselves, right? For the second topic, we're going to get into some stigma about medication use. I know I've done a couple podcasts earlier where I've interviewed people about mental health stigma. If you guys want to tune into those episodes, I can put them in the link in the show description for you guys to check them out. Those are some great content. For this episode, I wanted to be more specific and talk about more medication and the stigmas that go in place with medication use because there is a lot of stigmas that involve medication. Whether you are on team no meds or team medications, we have to understand where these stigmas come from and the origin in which they are. So depending on what your perspective is, right, and where you come from, You could already have your own versions and your own ideas based off of medication, right? There is big systemic stigmas on medication, right? So threat of discrimination is one of them, right? Because when it comes to being on disability, right? And the idea of someone being on meds, there's an immediate like push on them, right? Where it's like, oh, why are you taking medications? Or, you know... They, people might view you less because you're taking medication on a disability, you know, sometimes you might need, right? And the second people know you're on medication, there's an immediate threat to discriminate. And that has been shown throughout history. Another stigma that is a big one is racial barriers as well. We have to look at the history of 
most scientific studies, if we want to be honest, most scientific studies involved white patients. There was not a lot of studies and healthy research done on the minority communities, what goes on in their bodies, right? In their genetics. What was the main focus was what was going on in white bodies. And that was something that was shown throughout history. And there's been other scientific experiments, right? Involving medication that ended up being bad and caused more stigma for the African-American community and also other communities. So that's something, too, that has been shown throughout history as well. The exploitation of African-American bodies, right? So that's another thing, too. Another thing that can make things difficult, too, is to find even a provider for the African-American community that not only do they trust, but also can find, you know, some common ground with them, right? Only 2% of psychiatrists and 4% of psychologists in the United States are black. So that is a statistic. Again, this is according to shape.com as well, lifestyle, um, and also the link for this only 2%. This is based off of the NCBI nationalhealth.gov books. This is National Library of Medicine. So this is very, this is a very reliable source. So that's another stigma too, right? Is not only like for racially as well, like not only are there very few 2%, 4% psychologists, 2% psychiatrists. And for those that do not know the difference, psychiatrists are people that can prescribe medication to you. Psychologists cannot prescribe medication. So to be a psychiatrist, there's extra steps you need to take. And the fact that there's less, you know, can put a lot of pressure on on the minority communities because we need to find some commonality, right? In order to build trust. This is a social experiment and and this might be a little bit, you know, I don't want to go too far off track, but I challenge, this is something I challenge. If you are a white person, I challenge you to go into an area full of African-American people And I want you to start asking yourself, like, do you start to feel anxious? Do you start to feel like, okay, there's no one that really like looks like me. Like I feel uncomfortable. If you do that, that is the perspective of a lot of African-American people, right? Whether that is in a university, whether that is at work, whether that is in school, especially in work environments where they're the only person of color in the workforce, So imagine being in that position where you are the only white person in the force, or if you're the only male or female in this force, right? You're going to feel uncomfortable because there's no form of commonality between each other, right? At first, at least, right? And then once we get to know the person, maybe we might get better there. But I'm just saying, initially, there's going to be some pushback. And that is what this point is saying about the racial barriers involved. 2% 2% psychiatrists, 4% psychologists. There's already a, a small list, right? So until we find those lists, right, then we can start, you know, to trust them to prescribe medication to us, right? So that is a big one that I wanted to highlight. It's not only racial, but also gender as well. Because I know a lot of men 
question taking medication as well because of the people that are prescribing them medications are usually women because psychology, the mental health field is a woman dominated field. But now with the new rise of mental health, that stigma is starting to be challenged and questioned, which is good to see. Another one, another type of stigma that we need to really think about is the social side of it. Right. Because we all have people love to judge. People love to view people. Right. And and classify them as in a certain way. Oh, you need medication. You must have you must have schizophrenia or you must have this super intense mental health disorder. Right. For you to take medication. And there's immediate pushback. There's immediate anxiety that goes involved. Right. And that's something that we need to. Be aware of. There's also a big shame aspect too. People feel shame when they want to use medication or they have to use medication. Like, and that could be a big thing, right? Because we could become our own worst enemies. And when we have people that judge us, right? If we engage in taking medication, that can cause that shame and make us our own worst enemies. This is a famous quote by, she's a motivational speaker, author, researcher, Brene Brown. She says, because she's talked to many people and people that have been involved in taking medication, she talks about speaking shame. Sometimes talking about the scary things takes the wind out of the terrifying sails. Shame cannot survive being spoken, says Brown in one of her most shared quotes. The same goes for this particular stigma. Because mental health is such an intimate, vulnerable thing to discuss, fewer people are able to do so. And when people are not open, you know, to sharing their story about taking medications, then it enforces that stigma even more. So that's just something to be mindful of is the stigma. Another one is guilt by association. That's another one too. Another social stigma. So if you're around people that take medications, whether that is for their mania or for their anxiety or for their depression, then there's immediate judgment because you're around them. That means you must be classified or that much. That must mean you must be like the people taking medication. And there's no shame in that, but that's what people do. They judge, they they guilt other people by association. So you are the people you keep, you are the people you surround yourself with, and there's a lot of stigma that is involved in all of that. Psychologist Barbara Wilson said in her quote, if someone does not result, resort to using medication, this is considered similar to someone needing crutches in order to walk. That person is clearly seen as not strong enough to move on on their own. Consequently, they need assistance and that means that they are weak. So this was something again, right? The perception of mental illness is somehow personal weakness, right? So that is something that's been said by Barbara Wilson, who's been studying and working with patients for a very long time, talked about the stigma of it, right? How it can be viewed as weakness, taking medication and also surrounding yourself with people with it can make you feel weak too. And that's something that we need to challenge, right? That's something that we need to push forward, right? And these stigmas, you know, 
are not 100% fully present, but they're going to be there. They're going to be underneath the surface. And that's something we just need to be mindful of. I'm going to keep saying this again, mindfulness, the more we're aware we become about the things we do, the people we meet, the things people say, the things we say, then that's when we're able to take the next step and be accepting for ourselves and understanding for ourselves. And if you are someone that does need medication, do not worry. There's so many other people that take medication too. And just know that medication, you know, could be an outlet for you to help. Medication is not for everybody, right? But for some people, we need medication to help balance ourselves. And that's okay. There's no shame, no guilt in taking medication. It's helping you become the best you. And whether you're someone that needs medication or not, we all need resources for help. And that's that's something that we can unite ourselves together, share our stories together. So I know for me, I've I've had a lot of people in my life that have taken medication and there's nothing wrong with that. Some people medication works great and they need it for others. They it turned them into a zombie. Right. And they got off of it. So that's just something we need to be mindful of. So I wanted to wrap up this topic with this quote. So this is by Forrest Talley, Ph.D., clinical psychologist. Although it's not clear how the stigma of using medication for mental health challenges originated, it's normally associated with weakness. The reasoning being that one should not need to resort to a mood-altering substance in order to deal with the stressor in life. So although this is the case, right? We need, you know, some people we might need that extra help. Right. That that help, you know, to take medication, that could be our resources to help us. And just because. It just because people might view where there's a guilt or shame there, we need to do what's best for ourselves. And you guys are all strong and all capable of taking the next steps to grow. And it starts with yourself and being aware of what you need. And if you need medication, there's no shame in that. But learning to accept yourself is what is the big main importance. So that concludes the stigma conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, I usually like to keep my topics, you know, around 10, 15, especially during solo podcasts as well. But I want you guys to think and ask yourselves. I have a couple questions for you guys to just jot down and think, which will be in the show description. The first question, do you feel any guilt or shame about medication that you take or medication that a friend takes? Do you feel some type of way about it? Jot it down. Ask yourselves, how do you, how does it make me feel? And if you're someone that is considering medications, just know that medication, you know, is not, you're not just going to take one medication and it's going to solve everything. It's going to be a journey. You're going to have to find the right doses. You're going to have to find the right type of medication and be patient with yourself. And that leads to this next question for people that have taken medication. Describe to me your journey of it. Have you been a one medication person? Have you needed to take multiple doses or multiple things or different types of medication? Reflect on your journey with medication and ask yourselves, how has that helped me learn new things about myself? So that last question is a two part question. But you guys listening to your spiritual best friend with your host, Josh Sanchez, 
we're going to wrap up this second topic and transition to our third and final, which is our weekly Terra. And I hope you guys stay tuned and enjoy that as well. Three cards. Let's see what the ancestors have to say for everyone here listening to the podcast. But you guys listening to your spiritual best friend with Josh Sanchez, we will be right back. everyone this episode is brought to you by podcast as a collaboration between racket and stir podcast gave away over one hundred thousand dollars to up-and-coming podcasters as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters we know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running but with podcast it's a great way to get cash and best of all it's all free for your podcast. So if podcasting has been on your to-do list or you're already a podcaster, go to podcast.com to stay up to date with future podcast happenings. That's again, podcast.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the third and final topic of today's podcast. I'm your host, Josh Sanchez, and I know for the first parts, we talked about talked about creating smart goals. And we also talked about, you know, the stigma of taking medications and how people have, you know, taken advantage of that and created stigmas on the use of medication. And just know that you are on your own journey And the more we talk about our experiences, right, and the more, you know, we become educated and aware of what we're doing and the process of taking medications and all that stuff, too, you can become more mindful and aware within yourself of what works and what does not work and learn to be patient. This is a journey, right? This is not a quick solution. I just wanted to, before we get into our tarot card reading, I just wanted to add one last point that I just really wanted to mention, and I felt like this was another thing too, is the side effects of taking medication. Also, even a fear of an addiction to the medication. So that's another thing too. There's some medical concerns that are also involved too. So ask yourselves, have you ever felt that fear of addiction, not wanting to take certain medications because of it? And also the fear of the side effects of it, right? Are we scared of, you know, the side effects? It could be increased appetite. It could be hives. It could be other things too. These are all valid fears, right? And I think this is all about, you know, being mindful and being aware. If a medication is not working, tell your psychiatrist and your doctor right away so that way you can change it. This is a journey of self-discovery. So it's not going to be, you know, just this one pill solves all, right? Like it's going to take time. It's going to take awareness, mindfulness. So being patient with yourselves, being open to share your story and also educating yourself more can be great solutions to help you develop that patience and be mindful and aware of yourself. That is the key here. 
So I just wanted to end on that one. This the first couple minutes. So I apologize, guys. I was like, yeah, I felt like I needed to add one more thing. And that's something I really wanted to do. So as I shuffle my deck, I split my deck, my tarot card deck. Thank you, Ancestors, again, for giving us another great reading. I hope I can't wait to hear your guys' insight. So now our question is, what should we expect for the rest of this week and into next week? So I know Easter was this past week. So what should we expect the following week? So here we go. We're going to pull three cards and then we'll go from there. Did you guys hear the cards shuffling? All right, I'll do one more shuffle and we'll get started. All right, so there's one. There's two. And let's see, one last one. Three. All right. So this is the energy in which we should expect for this next week coming up. So first we got the full. So we're going to read the full. It's the first card of the tarot deck of the Major Arcana. The full new beginnings, innocence, adventure, spontaneity. When you are feeling butterflies, you are in your stomach because you're so excited about the new goals. This can mean you are in the full state of mind. To see the full card generally indicates that you are on the verge of an unexpected and exciting new adventure. This may require you to take a bill, a blind leap of faith. That could feel super scary and risky. Have faith and just go with the flow. You won't regret it as the change in this car will bring usually be a welcoming one. There will be a rewarding experience that will contribute to your growth as a human being. This card inspires you to open up in new areas in your life and is a call to the risk taking part of your character. With that comes a mixture of anticipation, wonder, awe and curiosity. So right now for this week, you know, if you guys have that new opportunity or something that's in the horizon, tap into that. You know, you might not feel like you're an expert now, but there's going to be some rewarding things along the way. The second card is the Knights of Pentacles. So we're going from there all the way to Pentacles. So the Knight of Pentacles, consistency, hardworking and routine. The Knight of Pentacles symbolizes the recognition and responsibility that you will earn through your commitment to your work and accomplishment of your given duties. You are a loyal person, hardworking and always completing your tasks properly. Although this sense of duty is being valued by others, make sure that you are not trying to become a, a perfectionist. The Knight of Pentacles can also represent daily tasks and routines. In this context, the Knight advises you to continue to do exactly what you're doing. He tells you that the secret of your success is hidden in your daily routine. So tapping into your daily routine is something as well. You could be either that or also, you know, staying the course. That's what we're doing this week. Staying the course. And then the last card, we got six of pentacles or six of wands. Sorry, guys. Six of wands. Oh, man, no, I read that. I got it flip-flop. My fault. Four of Wands. My fault, people. Four of Wands. Celebration. Excitement. Homecoming. Celebrate good times. Come on. It's a celebration, sings the upright Four of Wands. One of the most positive cards found in the tarot, the Four of Wands predicts the celebration of a monumental achievement. If you are planning a wedding or a get-together, this card confirms that the event will be a success. 
Take this opportunity to pull out of the stops and make it an event to remember. This card also has a more abstract interpretation. It tells us a story of feeling confident and being on the right path in life. Anyone wishing to go on a new adventure in life is in great shape to do it when the Four of Wands appears in their reading. Do you have a dream about you've always had or wanted to chase after? Take advantage of this and go after it. So what we got is we have the we have the full and wands. So the, the wands and the full are giving us new opportunity, celebration, and, and the confidence, you know, to take that step. And then also the Knight of Pentacles is another indicator, like, hey, like when you take that next step, right? Can stay the course, work hard, continue to do what you are doing. Once you tap into your routine, you will find more of those things that you are passionate towards. So that is our reading for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast overall about stigmas of medication and also talking about smart goals. Hopefully you guys can create some. Let me know how you guys feel about it. Let me know how you guys feel about the reading. Again, the cards go the full Knight of Pentacles and Four of Wands. Celebrations, new opportunities, and staying the course and sticking to your routine is all in the message. So I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I hope you guys enjoyed both parts of the podcast. I'll continue to post more content. There's going to be some new interviews on the horizon as well, which I'm very excited for. I pretty much am going to have, and my plan is to have May and June pretty much booked. We're going to have a year, 100 episode celebration of the podcast soon, so stick around with that. But like always, join the Patreon, like and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Your subscriptions will help boost the podcast overall. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Stay safe. And this is Josh officially signing off.